the body loves balance, not abstinence, balance, and give yourself a break, have your free meal, have your vino if you like it, enjoy yourself, be healthy most days, and have fun on weekends. I mean, otherwise it gets a little bit boring, and the stress of being so rigid is really bad for your hormones. From Women's Health Australia, this is Uninterrupted, a podcast where we share candid chats on all aspects of well-being so that you can live a healthier, more empowered life. I'm Editor-in-Chief Lisa Gebilagan. Have you ever felt like you were doing everything right to be healthier and doing things that worked for you in the past when you were younger, but no matter how hard you kept trying, you still felt blah? That's a situation that Elle McPherson found herself in when she met clinical nutritionist and naturopath Dr. Simone Laubscher. I'll let Simone get into the details of that meeting later in this episode, but here's a teaser version. As she entered her 50s, Elle wasn't feeling like her previously energetic self. By taking a holistic approach and looking at all aspects of her lifestyle and the effects that perimenopause might be having on her body, they were able to turn it around. Now they work together on Elle's company, Wellco, where Simone is a formulator to spread the healthy message to women everywhere. And it's why Simone is on the podcast with us today. In this episode, you'll learn about the lifestyle changes that can help you feel healthier and more energetic, and not just during perimenopause and menopause, but at any stage of your life. Now, to start with, I thought it'd be great if we could introduce you to our audience properly. And my first introduction to you was during a Wellco chat between you and Elle McPherson. To start off, could you tell me about how you came to work with Elle and then eventually became business partners on Wellco? Elle came to me on my Harley Street Clinic in London. Uh, about 10 years ago and like all of our patients we've never advertised I've been a naturopath for almost 25 years a nutritionist and we it's always word of mouth we just have grown the business organically and that's how how we work and Elle was referred to me from an amazing journalist actually a lady who I'd helped called Karen Hockney on the cancer breast cancer journey who's now healed and she's written a great book called Breathing Out and she's just an all-round amazing lady and she's gone through the cancer journey and a great journalist. So it was just word of mouth that they were friends and Elle just said, you know, I'm approaching 50, I'm just, all the things that I used to do are no longer working. So I'm, you know, she eats clean, she doesn't speak, smoke, she doesn't drink and she was living a great wellness lifestyle that she'd lived for a very long time being the body. She couldn't just roll out of bed with a burger in hand. She needed to have a clean lifestyle and um, all the things, as I said, she was doing were no longer working. So she was gaining weight, she was getting irritable or hormones were out of balance and she was craving lots of, she loves chocolate, but she had really strong sugar cravings. And she just thought, my gosh, I'm taking, and she was taking around about at least 20 supplements. And she came into my clinic on Harley Street and emptied a huge bag of supplements on my desk and said to me, I'm taking all these things and I'm exercising and I'm eating clean, I'm drinking water and, and, I'm, and what's wrong with me? Like, why are these things not working anymore? And we realized that you know, she had high inflammation, her hormones were out, she had mineral deficiencies, the supplements she was taking were all synthetics, it's just basically peeing them out. So she was doing lots of things right, but her body wasn't functioning well anymore. And then I gave her some of my uh, rigid supplements and within about a month she came back and she was just 
like I'll never forget she walked through my door in Harley Street. It was like an eclipse, you know, because she's over six foot tall. <laughs> she walked into my office. You know, when I first met her, she was tearful and her skin was really dry and, and she was just feeling um, overwhelmed. And uh, she walked back in. I'll never forget it to this day, you know, with a tight leather jeans and a son's baseball cap to one side and she just, I thought to myself, now that's Elle McPherson. <laughs> and for me, how Wilco was born and how we became partners wasn't because she came to me and said, oh, my gosh, you know, these supplements you've given me are amazing. Can we just put something together? It was not a business idea at all. It was simply her journey. And she was like, my gosh, if I'm this healthy and I'm suffering approaching my 50th birthday, God help all the other people out there who are having the vino or who are eating, you know, rich foods and not doing as much exercise as she was. And she thought, gosh, um, I really need to to share about plant-based nutrition. I need to share about inflammation and all these things that you've taught me. And uh, I gave her some of our capsules and she kind of turned to me and said, I don't want to take capsules. Can you put all of this into one green powder and I can just drink that every day? And I'm like, you know, because I've been formulating, you know, for nutritional supplements for 15 out of my 25-year career. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And to me, that's how the Superlixer was born, out of her journey, referred to me like as word of mouth, like any patient that comes to see me, can you make me a supplement with everything in it? I don't want to take capsules. And that was it. That was um, that was how it was born. <laughs> Love that. So for our audience who have never seen a naturopath before, can you explain a bit about what you do and how you can help someone on their health health journey versus, say, what you would go see a GP about? GPs are great and they stay in their lane. And then as a naturopath, we're in a different lane. So as a naturopath, we look at you holistically and we're looking to find the root causes as to why you have the symptoms you have. So instead of using maybe a Band-Aid and you have a headache and you take a uh, paracetamol or something, we kind of come at it from a very different angle. And yes, we want symptomatic relief. We don't want you suffering. So if you do have the cravings and bloating and weight gain and hormones are all over the place, so of course we need to calm the symptoms down, but we take it one step further. We look to the root cause of the issue. And as a naturopath, we look at your nutrition, we look at your lifestyle, we look at your stress, we look at your mindfulness, so your mind-body connection, your gut-brain axis, we look at um, your environmental toxic load. A lot of people are also, and Elle didn't even realize this, are living a healthy life but not really realizing the skin care they're using, the air they're breathing, maybe there's mold, maybe there's issues in their houses making them poorly from you know what they wash their clothes in so we look at the environmental health your sleep because if you're not getting good restorative sleep the body can't detoxify from the day you just had so we're looking at you from the seven main wellness pillars and looking for that root cause and it is a journey and that's why it, it is it's the same pillars it's like the human body is made up on average 100 trillion cells so we're all identically different so it's all those seven pillars, um, but for you, you might have three pillars which need urgent attention very different to someone else. So it's about holistically creating a bespoke plan, allowing you to scale up your health and then treating those root causes so all the symptoms then subside. Now, what you were saying earlier about Elle coming to you as she was approaching 50, I feel like a lot of our listeners will resonate with because we recently did a big women's health survey 
And one thing that they're really interested in hearing more about is perimenopause. So I was wondering, like, what are the symptoms of perimenopause and how does it differentiate between the symptoms during menopause itself? Yeah, it's a great question and it's a very exciting area, very close to my heart. I'm turning 50 this year, so I'm I'm not perimenopausal or menopausal yet, so I'll talk about that as well because the, uh, I'll explain to you the symptoms and then I'll also give you your uh, listeners lots of uh, tips on how we can slow down moving into menopause. Because traditionally, according to research, that normally we should go into menopause early 50s, around officially the age is 52. But with so many toxins in our environment and stress and hormonal imbalances, a lot of women, what I'm seeing in my clinical practice as well, are going into menopause much earlier, even late 30s and early 40s. Why menopause occurs is because your ovaries are slowing down. So you have a fertile age where you will be obviously producing an egg every month and every month it swaps ovaries. Each month each ovary has a term. A lot of people don't know that and a lot of women even get pregnant more so on one ovary than the others, which is quite interesting. <laughs> so because well, I do a lot of fertility work, obviously, um, we were told we'd never have children uh, 15 years ago and we need to probably adopt IVF won't work and then we went on to have three kids naturally three and five years as we we're saying before so I'm 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 knee deep in hormones I find it just such an amazing and empowering uh, subject so the symptoms of perimenopause is when you will start to notice your cycle will change so it could be a week or two earlier or later and it's not until you haven't had a period for a full 12 months that you're officially in menopause. So in perimenopause, which is the leading up to your period stopping completely, you can have similar symptoms in perimenopause and menopause, but there is that kind of real distinction. One year later, no period, then you're officially in menopause. So perimenopause has many symptoms for you mentally and physically can feel a bit wobbly. And that's why we're here as well, because we can help you move through this season and not feel wobbly. You don't have to put up, you know, where we've moved on from the 70s. We don't have to put up with these menopausal symptoms. So um, from number one, a lot of women, as I said, the, their period, their cycle starts to change. They can get a bit more moody and irritable because your estrogen levels are dropping. And so even though your progesterone and testosterone levels maybe haven't changed much, the relationship to the estrogen changes and it can kind of put you in that constant PMS feeling. Oh. You know that feeling? Yes, I do know that feeling very well. <laughs> <laughs> so craving sugar and um, feeling a bit irritable, feeling a bit bloated to the point of also feeling uh, depressed and anxious, like, oh, my gosh, my life's coming to an end and just kind of feeling, which is, you know, 50 is the new 30. So, you know, I think we're all living longer and we know that. Um, vaginal dryness because the with your estrogen dropping as well, your sensitivity, maybe libido dropping as well as just overall sexual intercourse could be changing a bit. As I said, these are symptoms you don't have to put up with. We will fix them, which we'll get to, as well as, um, you know, dry skin. And just, just kind of feeling like you're losing your vava vu, just kind of feeling a bit flat, uh, your exercise, maybe feeling a bit like, oh, I just, you know, I'm a bit bored with that. And then clinically on the other side, which you wouldn't feel, but it's important to note, 
is because of the reduced estrogen, reduced bone density. So that's why more than ever it's really important to be doing weight-bearing exercise like walking or, you know, if you haven't really been a runner or been jogging before, and then I'd say walk first and get your fitness up. I wouldn't just say, oh, my gosh, I'm turning 50, need to start running because that will put more pressure on your joints. But, yeah, definitely doing weight-bearing exercise, which is really important for your bones as well. So they're the main symptoms that you tend to experience. Or some ladies actually can affect their thyroid as well and affects their obviously their energy levels and their hair. They could be losing some hair. So that's always a good one to look out for because on the back of that, maybe because your thyroid's part of your endocrine system, so that's always something to note as well. And maybe your periods get lighter. Some ladies, their period gets heavier. And from more blood loss, that can also be linked to anemia and also hair loss. So anything in that ballpark, then we need to be ready. As I said, not putting up with it, you know, taking a step back, being wise, not being fearful, and then taking action to move through to reduce these symptoms. And how long can you be going through this perimenopausal stage? Some ladies for quite a while. And that's why, as I said, using natural, uh, natural therapies is so great. So, you know, some ladies feel like they're there for 10 years, which is totally unnecessary, you know, and, and even for myself, you know, I'm almost 50, my periods are like clockwork and, and we'll share with you later on of what, what I do and what I recommend to my patients. But yes, it, it can be very drawn out and quite dramatic, quite overwhelming for a lot of women and it's just as I said we just don't have to smile and pretend everything's okay we can put our hand up we can be honest about it we can get the support we need and we don't have to be suffering those days are over I love that (laughs) it's good that we're talking about it more too so now that women like you said if we're recognizing those symptoms then we can go get the help that we need so when we're talking about that help that we need what are some ways that we can manage these symptoms that you spoke about Yeah, so I feel that, once again, if you look at yourself from these seven pillars, so number one, from nutrition, and you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to give up your wine or not have chocolate. Life is all about balance. Hormones love balance. Uh, And your endocrine system is one of 11 systems, which has a big impact on all the other systems, your digestive system, your circulatory. So it's all one big family, all the different systems. So the endocrine system, as I said, like all love balance. So I love the kind of 80-20 rule, eat more plants, less animals. I personally am not vegan. I uh, cured myself of my thyroid issue, got my thyroxine many years ago, and I just For me, I need to eat fish, and I married a South African, so there'll be meat sometimes, or if we go to a friend's house, going down to Melbourne with the Wilco crew, and they're having a nice birthday dinner with me in a week or so, and, you know, whatever they serve, I will have. So I'm not kind of pedantic. I take my digestive enzymes, but I'm not pedantic about my diet. I eat clean six days a week. You know, I personally don't take gluten because there's a lot of fungus and mold in gluten, and it's been genetically modified. I've never been a big dairy girl even from a child because it's very inflammatory. So I personally feel that by getting off a high sugar diet and with the gluten and the dairy, it's going to reduce the blood sugar spikes. And the more you're roller coastering your blood sugar levels, the worse your hormones will be. 
So I really feel you can even, your listeners can Google it, a good glycemic index and you eat more low and moderate foods. It doesn't mean you don't eat carbs. If you love brown rice, please have some brown rice. If you love potato, you know, but you marry it with some fish or you marry it with some protein or you have a banana, but you have a handful of nuts. It's not about abstaining from foods. It is about the balance. And we know that if we're eating more plants and less animals, we're less likely to be getting the influx of synthetic animal hormones, which can catapult us into menopause and perimenopause sooner. So an animal product, I would say when it comes to hormones, be very wise. If you really love yogurt, choose an organic kefir. If you know you do really well with dairy, even as a child, I wasn't good with dairy. It made me very gassy. So um, just being wise, anything from an animal, as I said, even eggs, make sure they're organic so we don't get that influx of hormones. So I think definitely nutrition. And it is trial and error. There isn't one one fits all for a diet. You need to, you will know if something upsets your tummy, makes you gassy. I know for myself when I eat too much red meat, you know, I my tummy gets sore. So it is about finding your way, but it is definitely being very careful about animal products and dairy when it comes to synthetic hormones. And, you know, movement. Movement makes us happy, you know, it, whether you go for a run or whether you go for a walk or you dance around the house or, you know, start taking salsa lessons. It, it's a, And Elle taught me that years ago. And I'm like, how do you do it? Like you're always exercising. Every time I used to look at her, you know, social media or whatever, or she'd be off on a hike and she'd be off surfing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how do you stay so fit? And I just got so sick of the treadmill. I was just like, she's like, you're, you're like a lab rat. What are you doing running on that treadmill, on your phone, doing emails, disconnected from your body? She makes an effort, and that's the same language I use. I use with my children, with my patients, that I move my body every day. I don't exercise for punishment back in the old days when I used to have eating disorders because I ate something the day before. I don't do any of that torture and suffering. I I move my body. I go for a walk, you know, on the beach, or I will cycle, or I'll go for a run, or I'll dance, or I'll do something silly with the kids, jump on the trampoline and jump in the pool. So I really feel movement is key because, once again, it balances your blood sugar levels and it balances your hormones. And it also helps with your uh, your cortisol levels and your stress index because the more we stress, then it exhausts the adrenal glands, which are once again part of your endocrine system. So movement and then, of course, supplementation. Just the world is more toxic than it used to be. So do yourself a favor and definitely have some form of super greens powder to reduce the acidity and the inflammation because... Your hormones will be very upset once again if you have high inflammation. It has a massive impact on early menopause and going into perimenopause. Mindfulness, deal with your stress, whatever that means to you, prayer, meditation, singing, dancing, laughter, amazing for stress as well, obviously. Sleep, getting to bed before midnight as well as body balance. A lot of people forget to maybe have a massage or a bit of acupuncture or reflexology sometimes, but we need to think about the scaffolding of the body. And if your posture is good, there's enough space for your organs to work and then you don't get stagnation of chi, like we say in Chinese medicine. So everything, well, your rivers will be flowing, not stagnated like a little creek and the stinky with flies all over it. <laughs> you know, you want big 
fresh running rivers in your blood supply. As soon as you said that, I realized like how slouched over I am. I'm like, ah. (laughs) Yeah. And breathe. You know, we need to breathe. That's why laughter is such good medicine because it forces you to oxygenate the body. And I just think, you know, watching something funny with family, singing is also great to oxygenate. But if we look at you holistically, but for me, and also if you are already going into menopause or perimenopause, there are some amazing herbs which will slow that whole process down, like what I've formulated for Welco, because it really is an absolute game changer to use natural medicine, herbal medicine, to balance your whole endocrine system. So you don't have to have all those symptoms that we spoke about before. So for women who aren't yet in that perimenopausal stage, is there anything that we can do now to help prevent it, I guess? Yeah, keep the wolf away from the door. To basically go into menopause in your 50s, not in your 40s. That's the goal. Yeah, we don't need to be having early menopause, but a lot of people from their environment. So I definitely feel your diet because if you're eating hormone-laden animal protein, you will go into menopause. It's highly likely. We can never say you will, but it's highly likely you'll go into menopause earlier. If you're not exercising and de-stressing and you're stressing about everything, then your whole endocrine system will be more stressed. I really feel that, you know, oily fish, your omega-3s, your avocado, your essential fatty acids, your nuts, getting in the right essential fatty acids so that you feel full, you're keeping your body fat down, and you're doing the exercise because if we kind of end up moving into more of an obese category, then it also invites an earlier menopause because a lot of foods we eat to gain weight are hormone disruptors. So sugar and high glycemic index foods, maybe alcohol, cheese and crackers, things like that. So once again, have them for fun once a week. We're not here to say don't live your life. Please enjoy yourself. But just getting that balance. But I feel that they're big drivers as well as, you know, good old-fashioned sleep. A lot of people just don't sleep and it puts such pressure on their detox capacity And what you need to realize, what I've realized in my own fertility journey and now specializing in fertility as well, is that if you don't sleep, out of the 11 systems, one of the first systems which gets depleted is your reproductive system. Because you don't need to be able to have a regular period or a baby to survive. You need your gut to work, your brain to work, your circulatory system and your heart to function. You don't need to be able to have a baby. In fact, If you are in in some sort of a drought or there's an issue back from cave time, by making sure that if you are in high stress mode, often you wouldn't be able to have good good hormonal balance in a baby because it's protecting you because the body thinks, oh, my gosh, no buffalo in front of the cave. I need to be careful. I can't carry a baby to full term. So whether it's fertility, endometriosis, balanced hormones, polycystic ovaries, perimenopause, menopause, Uh, thyroid issues, all the big hormonal imbalances, then we need to be really thinking about getting good sleep so that there is enough energy or leftover uh, resource for the body to balance the hormones. Because having good hormonal health is a luxury if you're depleting all the other 11 systems because they're not essential to life. So there's no silver bullet. There's no fast track. It's the seven pillars and it's not being perfect, as I said, and it's being kind to yourself and loving your body. I mean, 
even for um, for me, I do a lot of breast cancer patients, and it's just like we can't. Women, girls, let me just tell you straight now, we have to stop self-loathing our bodies. Big butts, big breasts, snatched waist, skinny waif. I mean, I was I did an Instagram post this morning. I, my my family bought me a Wonder Woman cup, and on the Wonder Woman mug, it has what she looked like in 1940s and now what she looks like in 2020, 2022, but, you know, whatever. And it was amazing, the difference. And I just think fashion comes and goes, society comes and goes, and we really need to love our wobbly bits and we need to just embrace our divine feminine and really be kind to ourselves because the more we self-loathe and more we go, oh, my gosh, the cellulite, oh, my gosh, my wobbly bits, whatever, then that is, I think, top three of causing hormonal imbalances because your body is so stressed, so much adrenaline, so much cortisol, and the body doesn't have the capacity to heal because you're stuck in emergency mode. Your body's like, there's a truck coming, there's a truck coming. No, we're just pouring inner critic um, negative messages in. And if you leave yourself in emergency mode, married in with poor sleep, how can the body recover? Any sort of hormonal imbalance, I see a massive correlation with your mind-body connection. And just being kind, I love that phrase, love yourself well. Love your hormones. <laughs> <laughs> love your hormones well so you don't go into early menopause, you know. just And I love that. I often always do with every patient I see. What's the name of your best friend? And then I say, this week, this month's homework is I want you to start to talk to yourself like you would your best friend. And your hormones and your menopause or perimenopause, that will also have a massive impact on your stress index and help reduce the likelihood if you're going into early menopause. And what do you find with your patients when they report back on this homework assignment? Well, what I also do is I keep them accountable. So I say, like, what's your best friend? She says, Sarah. Okay. So I say, okay. So Kate and Sarah, I want you to call your best friend and say, you know what, this month, I'm going to talk to myself like I would you. And they say to their friend, why don't you do the same? And it's such a, it's just, you see them beaming. They're like, oh my gosh, I've been chatting to my friend every time I think, gosh, what would Sarah say to me? Oh my, my best friend happens to be Sarah. And I just think, oh my gosh, Sezzy would never say that to me. You know, she's such a cheerleader and she's such an amazing friend. Yeah. So I just think that it's, it, it's so beautiful when you see that aha moment come on and they go, oh, my gosh, because you already have a healthy relationship with your best friend. The dialogue is there. The relationship is there. The gift giving and the hugs, everything is there. You have the blueprint. You just simply switch your internal dialogue. You calm the internal critic and you start to speak to yourself like you would your best friend. And it's it's beautiful. And uh, we were talking about before, but also that analogy when you're on the airplane Put your own oxygen mask on yourself first before those around you. Your instinct is, oh, my gosh, my kids, my boy, my family, my patients, my whatever, I need to help them first. But our hormones will suffer. We will suffer. And no one will get the best of us. We won't get the best of us or our loved ones if we give ourselves empty. And if we're always running on empty and if your endocrine and hormonal system is the first system to be depleted because it's not essential for life, for survival, for pro-life, but to create life, but survival, then you're we're really opening ourselves up for hormonal mischief if we don't really take care of ourselves. 
So all these great tips and suggestions that you've made feel like they would work really well for women who are going through menopause right now. Is there anything else on top of what you've already mentioned that would help them? Uh, I love earthing, grounding, getting into nature. If you live in a flat, nowhere near the sea, you can use Epsom salts or magnesium flakes. I always say if I ever went on a deserted island and I was able to take one ingredient, I would take magnesium. (laughs) (laughs) And what's high in magnesium? The ocean. And if you can't get to the sea, as I said, good old-fashioned Epsom salt, foot baths or baths. I just feel if we start to take a bit more care and, you know, eat your, and I, you can also eat your green leafy vegetables because magnesium uh, is, is very high in all your green leafies or take a super greens. That's what I do. It's a fast track. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so I really feel that feet on the earth, getting into nature and really connecting with yourself and your breath and giving yourself permission to love the body you're in and getting, it could be gardening, hands in the soil, feet on the dirt, on the grass, if you live near mountains or you have a park at the end of your street, bare feet on the earth. Uh, if you if you can get to the sea, as if not the Epsom salt baths, or if it's dead of winter and it's not wise, put your bare feet on the ground, nice warm Epsom salt or magnesium flake baths. They will calm your whole nervous system down. And when the nervous system calms down, you get out of sympathetic nervous system, you get into parasympathetic And then your body can do what it was designed to do, which is to make you well, not push you into early menopause. You can literally have it all, feel mentally and physically strong. Your skin will be great. You'll have a glow and you will just, you'll be thriving. You will just, and as I said, I encourage all the listeners there that, you know, we just don't have to put up with all those menopausal symptoms maybe our mothers and grandmothers went through. It's just a very different day. And there's so many things you can do and you can see our blog, our Welco blog and, and our Rejuve blog. There's so many things, so much free information out there which you can do to empower yourself and to come from that space of nurture and nourishment of being fit and strong versus, oh, my gosh, I need to get to my skinny jeans. I'm like, you know what, if those jeans don't fit you anymore, buy another size and love the body you're in. Your clothes are supposed to fit you. You're not supposed to fit into your clothes. So, you know, if it's a dress size, I mean, who really cares? But if, you know, otherwise, you know, of course, if things get out of balance, obesity is linked to early menopause. So I'm not meaning that. I'm just meaning be kind, you know, take a breath, set yourself up to win so it has the tools it needs to heal itself because we were designed to be well. We weren't designed to be sick. We don't have to be scared and viruses and things all around us. We are inherently designed to be well. And if we look at ourselves holistically, the body does an absolutely brilliant job at keeping us well and happy. (laughs) I feel like I can even apply those tips that you mentioned to my life situation now where I have an 18-month-old and I feel like my body is still kind of trying to get back to that feeling of being healthy, like properly healthy again and strong again but everything that you said I feel like that will also help me now absolutely because when you have a baby that's the baby's job to take everything from you and leave you empty that's the natural order and that's amazing so whenever I treat any natal patients I'm like the baby is fine I'm making sure I'm sewing into the mama and then making sure that you know the milk is enriched and things like that but absolutely any season maybe you're 
you know, you're in your uh, 20s or any age and you've got um, PMS, you know, maybe you've got polycystic ovaries, maybe endometriosis and any, you know, thyroid, Hashimoto's, anything coming into this whole genre of hormonal imbalances um, and even on the back of autoimmune with Hashimoto's, all of these tips will help you. And it'll help on all the 11 systems, but definitely help you trying to have a baby, not have a baby, bear in a pause, as I said, and everything in the middle. It's just, as I said, the body loves balance, not abstinence, balance, and give yourself a break, have your free meal, have your vino if you like it, enjoy yourself, and, you know, eat clean, be healthy most days, and have fun on weekends. I mean, otherwise it gets a little bit boring, and the stress of being so rigid is really bad for your hormones. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, so... Um, you know, it's a win-win if we really give ourselves permission to enjoy our lives and, and to be well. This episode of Uninterrupted was hosted and produced by me, Lisa Gebilagan, with additional sound editing by Abby Williams. For more from us, pick up a copy of our latest issue with Jacinta Franklin on the cover. Find it on newsstands or digitally via Apple News Plus. Visit us on womenshealth.com.au and follow us on Instagram at womenshealthaus. Thanks for listening.